Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? I did that in a serious voice because this is a serious episode about a very serious uh, turn of events in the history of Roy of the Rovers. This is this the biggest is... moment we've covered since Roy got shot in the since... hair. Since the shooting of the hair, yeah. Um, I have in my left hand... Uh, the 7th of May 1983 issue of Roy of the Rovers Uh, at the very top of the front cover it tells us uh, free inside in big letters exclamation mark Phil Edmonds spotlight on sport which was trailed last week Uh, I think we mentioned it in last week's episode about the contents of it I haven't got Phil Edmonds spotlight on sport it must have been a separate um, publication which was just inside this issue and whoever sold it to me didn't retain it or, or did retain it for themselves um, maybe I'll try and get one from, from eBay but I don't have it uh, we can't look at it I'm not interested because it's not important I don't even know why they've put it in this week because it is an attempt to try and sell more copies because what you've got here what you've got here is a ticking bomb and you don't need another reason to pick up this issue for fucking Phil Edmonds spotlight but sometimes fuck sport sometimes you're just like you know I can imagine IPC Towers a place that I worked for many years sometimes the bosses descend on your editorial office right the cunts Mm. as they would be known the cunts right the cunts in suits suddenly fucking materialise in your office right and you're like what are the cunts doing here and there's suddenly like someone's got it in their head that They've looked at some fucking spreadsheet. They go, the yield is down on Riot the Robbers. Let us descend upon the ugly troglodytes that occupy their editorial room and force them into some hard-nosed business thinking, right? And you go, and they go, what, what, what have you planned for the cover? And you're like knocking out covers every fucking week and they never show any interest whatsoever. And all of a sudden they're like, we shall be... We shall be dealing with the cover this week. Stand aside, fool, yeah. in your T-shirts and trainers. These <laughs> people are the worst. Yeah, people with fucking degrees in marketing, for fuck's sake. Imagine the indignity of having to fucking kowtow to those people. It's something I've had to do, and I can tell you, it's, it's had a lasting effect on me. It scars you, having to sort of well, like yeah. nod your head and be polite and take the opinion seriously of these people who didn't even fucking read any proper books when they were at school or university or anything Mm. like that. They've never engaged in anything. Creativity and commerce butting heads. I mean, they go, right, we've been looking at the spreadsheets and you have to do this on the cover. And no one fucking knows anything. And so they go, you go, don't worry. Roy's gone to Wolford and the cover, we're splashing him, looking Mm. fucking fuming right, coming out of the tunnel at Wolf of Rose. This will be, that image alone is probably going to be our biggest ever seller because it is, it turns the world on its head. Well, yeah, Yeah. but we've done some focus grouping and we think it might have the reverse effect. No one wants to see Roy in blue. They only want to see him in the red and yellow of Melchester. (laughs) 
So we're going to have to do some other things on the cover. We're going to have to get creative. First of all, the Phil Edmonds spotlight on sport. We're going to devote a huge amount of the cover to that. My brother-in-law, my brother-in-law knows Phil Edmonds, the cricketer. But I can get him to do us a spotlight on sport. Oh, I don't think that's going to be... Shut up, what do you know? If you knew anything, we wouldn't be in this mess. We'll be in here now. <laughs> we can't have Roy. We can't have Roy shot. Stop talking about the time Roy got shot. That was two years ago. It's in the past. We can't shoot him again. Or oh, can we? <laughs> well, we actually, get him blown someone up. make a note of that. That could be our plan B. Maybe we could get him blown up. Oh, I'll tell you, we'll do that in '86. <laughs> Put that in the calendar. Maybe Art. What's he called? Artie Merrick. What's his name? The guy who shot him. Artie. Um, it was Elton. It was Elton Blake that shot him. The actor. Oh, it was the actor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Arnie Get Elton Arnie Blake Arnie to escape from prison and reshoot him. <laughs> I thought we were already planning a story where Elton Blake takes his own life in prison. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're planning over the summer a strip just called Elton Elton Blake, right? <laughs> d- 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 doing Doing porridge. And it's basically a strip just about Elton Blake's time in prison. We've got him in Wandsworth we, we, Prison. We want to uh, we want to gently introduce the subject of prison rape to the mm. younger generation. We've got it. What? We've got him in in Wandsworth Prison. Now there's a Yardie gang there who are using him as a bitch. Um, he has the, They're forcing him to insert heroin pellets up his bumhole in the visitor's room. He's not suspected because he's such a soppy thespian. He's not suspected by the screws. And then he has to ship them out and give them. But then the white supremacists try to to recruit him. And before he knows it, he's working for both sides. He's also getting raped by both sides nightly. (laughs) Once by a Yardie and once by a Nazi. It's disgusting and confusing. (laughs) One anally, the other orally. (laughs) But not at the same time, obviously. God. It's like, first he gets raped in the ass by a yardie, and then he thinks, thank God, that's over with, and just he's not enough to sleep, trying to forget about it. Knock, knock. Oh, here's the Nazi to rape my mouth. Damn it. Okay. Okay. Anyway, this goes on for a while, and in the end, we build up. We're going to try and stretch this out throughout the summer. And the week before the football season starts, we'll have him hang himself with some shoelaces. Summer content. <laughs> and then Roy comes to visit him to say that he forgives him for shooting him in the hair. But when he enters his cell, he finds him. It's too He's late. Already dead. Elton's dead. <laughs> oh, it's all God. gone too much for him. He wasn't built for prison. We think it's going to be a great replacement for Who Is Arrow, which, let's face it, isn't catching on. The kids, the, the kids these days, they're they're uh, they're much more cynical. They want grit in their stories. <laughs> so yeah, that's the Phil Edmonds spotlight on sport, which doesn't really need to be in this issue. What we can see is Roy, and he's wearing the blue shirt, white shorts and red socks of Walford Rovers. It's a nice simple kit actually, I like it. Doesn't have a manufacturer's badge or any kind of sponsorship on it or even a Walford Rovers club badge and crest. There's nothing on there. It's just a blue t-shirt. <laughs> Fuck 
Yeah, this is the 80s. I mean, they used to do that in the 50s and 60s, didn't they? But badges badges were very much a thing by this stage, so I don't know what the fuck's going on with Walford. So he's coming out of the tunnel, leading the the team. Um, Obviously, he's the player manager. Um, One of the fans simply says, Welcome, Racy! Uh, to the yeah. side there are yes of course they speak the same way as Melchester oh, yeah, fans I was just wondering are. I wonder if the Walford fans are going to be as awful as the Melchester fans <laughs> we'll find out won't we mm. <laughs> um, probably Walford not strike they're... me as a bit of a Johnny come lately sort of Chelsea style fan base because they've suddenly oh, been taken over by yeah, a rich guy by the rich fella yeah they'll be really grateful um, there's assorted cameramen from the press and also there's uh, a TV cameraman there filming it as he comes out he look, Roy looks really stern he, I um, would say he looks angry mm. he's got that There's thing no. that players do where he doesn't he's thinking too much about what his old Melchester pals and fans will be thinking so he doesn't want to mm. look too happy see what I mean he's well, deadly serious about the job in hand isn't he because mm. uh, it's a big thing that he's done so that's the uh, that's the front cover. We've also got the promise of West Germany's World Cup start in sign, please. I think that was going to be Karl Heinz Rummenigge, wasn't it? Let's have a look. Centre page. Yep, it is indeed. He's Why do you think they didn't put his name on? I mean, obviously partly because it's long. It's massive. No, that's a long name. Yeah, he <laughs> couldn't fit but it West on. West Germany World Cup star in sign, please. That's the sort of thing. That's like a trick. You know what we were talking on an episode recently about the way that the Evening Standard always ran great ads that said. Mm. you know rock star dies mm. and then you think oh I wonder whether it's Elton John but then you open it up and it's someone who is the bassist in mud right the trogs like, <laughs> no no offence to those people every, every human life matters but um, mm. so with this you think oh West Germany World Cup so and sign please ah it's going to be Karl Heinz Rummenigge and then you get in and it's like their reserve right back mm. if you've got Karl Heinz Rummenigge fucking use it but Use the name. You, you, Make you the space. You can't. There just simply isn't the space. Use the space. space. Use the space where they've done free inside Phil Emmons spot, spotlight on sport. Yeah. They could have just fucking stretched Carl Hines, Rubenica, right across the top. The, the, the Phil Edmonds spotlight on sport has completely derailed this entire issue, hasn't it? And while we're at it, right, and I know this is no good for listeners because it's a very visual observation, but what the fuck... What in the hell is this fucking symbol they've got on the left-hand side? I know. I taking up loads of that. space next to free inside. It's it's like, is it a star? <laughs> is it a... It looks like some sort it's of serious. fucking satanic symbol. It's, it's, to it's be a geometrical honest. fucking nightmare. It's a nightmare. And they've taken up a huge amount of space with it as well. So if the pressure is on with this cover, then you're not using the space properly. The designer should be fired for that symbol alone. To me, it looks like it has satanic connotations, like he's trying to summon Satan using the front cover of a children's comic. Yeah. Sam, the Phil Edmonds spotlight on sport is on eBay for three ninety nine. Should I buy it? Yes. <laughs> do a deep dive into it. We'll do a deep dive on it. It's got Barry Sheen in it, so we've got to do a deep dive into it. Of course, it. Barry Sheen's in it. Uh, Listen, it's go. Phil Edmonds here. I reckon I can get Barry Sheen if you let me do a six-page spotlight on sport. <laughs> it mm. looks good. It looks like it's got a glossy cover, and it's uh, uh, yeah, it's a it's a proper magazine by the looks of it. So uh, yeah, 
I'll have one of them. We'll do that at a later date. I'd love to but, yeah. do a Sam and Andy spotlight on sports special in oh, the summer. Where we do life. We do three or four episodes that are just about all different sports. All the sports. All one, the sports. one episode per sport. All sports show. We'll do all seven of the sports. <laughs> yeah, fencing. <laughs> well, the seven key sports are the ones that you can get symbols for on... Um, you know, when you go through your font book on your computer, yeah, they're sort of like the original emojis, aren't they? And there's yeah. a man the swimming, a man running, a man fencing, mm-hmm. a man chucking something, um, and a man with a with a racket. It's like Shakespeare said: "There's seven plot lines. There seven are sports. also seven sports." Yeah. Anyway, we'll cover that at a later date. Um, uh, so yeah that's the front cover I think taken care of it's serious business let's turn over and look at the story itself Uh, this is mind blowing Uh, we've got in the top left hand corner the yellow box with uh, the story so far in it and it says players, officials and fans of mighty Melchester Rovers could still hardly believe that Roy Race had actually left the club to become player manager of Walford Rovers angered by increasing interference from the Melchester directors Roy had taken the step which brought pressmen and television cameras flocking to Walford's next home match we are flocking we must flock flock to Walford flock there join the flock and there we are. The, the TV cameraman that we saw on the front cover is filming a very slick, mustachioed, almost um, Des esque presenter who is uh, saying, in just a few seconds, the unbelievable will happen. Roy Race will lead his team out of that tunnel, not as Roy of Melchester Rovers. And then in the next panel, but as Roy of Walford Rovers. <laughs> Look at Roy. He's almost stomping out. His freaking arms are crooked at the sides as he stomps out of the tunnel with that fucking expression on his face. God, hooray, they all shout. And the rest of the uh, Walford players behind him look delighted with proceedings. I'm fucking quite right. God. Yeah, they're delighted for now. <clears throat> he hasn't yeah. yet outlined the way in which he likes to his management style, so to speak. There'll be a handout afterwards, and he hasn't yet identified his blackie either. Yeah, that's true. He He'll be mentally his... running auditions straight away for the man, a, man a, a trusted lieutenant, someone, yeah. someone, someone who's there for me no matter what, someone who understands my needs, someone who understands loyalty. <laughs> and um, there he is. Uh, it says a colourful figure waited at the centre spot and uh, there he is Harvey Rawson Harvey Wait Rawson to... is this whole fucking Walford project is an enormous sort of fucking ego it's an trip. ego trip isn't it it's yeah. a fucking Rawson. vanity yeah. project of the highest totally. order totally uh, and there he is waiting to he looks like he wants to hug Roy he's got his arms outstretched almost uh, it says uh, Harvey Rawson the man who shocked British football by luring Roy away from his beloved Melchester is going to welcome Roy on behalf of the Walford fans and officials. The fucking officials. officials. Oh, no, this next panel is so sad. Look at this. 
It says, but Roy's thoughts were far away from Walford, and he's just about to shake Rawson's hand, and he thinks, the Rovers will be coming out round about now. They're playing a time cast at the day. And there's a thought bubble, and oh, then there's a little... with the Rovers walking out. There's a little bubble of the Rovers walking out, and he, then he's thinking, Blackie Gray is skippering the lads, and Taffy Morgan has been appointed caretaker manager till they can find someone to replace me. Fucking Taffy Morgan's Morgan. the fucking physio, mate. The physio, yeah, yeah. And he hasn't, and he's been, he's just only recovered from his fucking insane midlife crisis where he was. Well, has he recovered? That's the thing. Well, we don't know because I think mm. that that he was seeing that lovely young Fanny, but she she ended up leaving me, Roy. I don't know why. <laughs> it sort of was like I was just a game to her. No, Maybe she had daddy no, issues. I don't know. No, I've but got so, this flowery shirt she made me wear. I don't wear it anymore. My wife won't have me back. I left my wife and the kids. They won't talk to me. Uh, and now I'm all on my own, living in a bedsit with a load of flowery uh, shirts that I can't... I've got no reason to wear them. Plus, I put a lot of weight back on. So they wouldn't even fit. She liked me wearing slim-fitting ones. I was doing that much ecstasy and cocaine. The weight just flew off last summer. And now I'm back on the Mars bars, Roy. I thought about fostering dogs, but they, they knocked me back. <laughs> Probably my lowest point so far. <laughs> they said they couldn't trust me to foster a dog, Roy. Can you imagine that? I've never been so lonely, Roy. And now you're leaving too. And if they hadn't the given me this caretaker manager job, I don't know what I would have done. I've been thinking about hurting myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's... it's you see Blackie Greer about to kick off and uh, I mean Roy what the fuck you, you're there you're about to start this new chapter of your career and you're thinking about Manchester why did you even leave you idiot this isn't a Roy Race type of behaviour is it Roy Race knows what he's doing he's in total control of every situation at all times and look at him he's showing weakness I don't like it look at there's his weakness fucking, in his eyes as well look at his dopey face yeah as he shakes yeah. Rawson's hand in the next three. he looks like he's on fucking diazepam or something yeah he's like really like what the fuck's happening this is not the Roy we've grown to know and love but it, you know there has to be a reckoning in anyone's life and Roy has spent so long trying to control everything around him eventually that takes its toll because the truth is you can't control everything around you no not even Roy Race can no one's God and it can exhaust you and when it does and you become overwhelmed your brain can just fucking break and then next thing you know you've quit your job and you're working for Walford and you're you're there thinking it's like that talking head song isn't it you might find yourself managing Walford Mm. right you look, you look around and this isn't my this isn't Mel Park that this isn't, isn't Blackie club. this isn't my beautiful Blackie Grey <laughs> what am I doing here right this is not my beautiful red and yellow shirt yeah this is what's going through fucking Roy's head now although Roy wouldn't like talking heads I wouldn't imagine fucking oh, bunch I mean, of fucking art students load of crap <laughs> The obvious comparison is to Roy Keane, who I'm loath to mention because it only was revealed an hour ago that he's not going to be the new Sunderland manager. But as we discussed in his second autobiography, his tenure at Ipswich didn't really work out, and he says one of the reasons was because they played in blue, and it just yeah. didn't feel right. I didn't like that. And that's what you've got here. Jalapeño. 
jalapeño. Look at Roy's fucking face, man. Doesn't He's look right on him, glassy does Glassy-eyed. And Harvey Rawson says, good luck, Roy. And Roy says, thanks, we're going to need it. Tynecaster haven't lost at home since January. Tynecaster? You're not playing Tynecaster. Fucking hell. And Rawson's face drops and he says, Tynecaster, I thought we were playing Dean's Park. Oh, my God, Rawson's going to be thinking, what have I done here? Fuck yeah, Rawson looks really. It's the first time I've seen Rawson rattled for it as well. Rattled, it, yeah. he does look rattled. He's like, "What the fuck?" He's fucking. It's this cunt's bonkers in the nut, and then I thought it was a fucking. I thought it was the real deal. He's fucking yeah. lost his nut. The pennies dropped. Race has had a breakdown. It's <laughs> <laughs> the first time any of us have realised it. Oh shit! He's and, fucking uh, banal. He's fucking bananas, lads. What are we going to do? I can't even sub him off. He's the manager. <laughs> oh, fuck me. He doesn't even know we're playing. <laughs> I can't believe the amount I'm paying the cunt. He says, I thought we were playing Dean's Park. And Roy says, hey. Uh, uh, oh, that's right, Harvey. Did I say Tynecaster? <laughs> Must have been uh, dreaming. <laughs> what? You're dreaming at fucking one minute to three on a Saturday afternoon. Do you remember when Ron Atkinson, I think he, what was it? He joined Coventry. It was Coventry. Was it Aston Villa he went and to? He, he'd been at Villa and he went and sat in the wrong seat. Sat in the wrong dugout, seat, yeah. Which was quite funny. But now you see that repeated so many times on like football, like nostalgia shows. In a way, they make it out. They almost put it on the same level when they look back on like, you know, these huge Premier League moments. Yeah, they almost have elevated it to the same level as like Cantona doing the karate kick, right? <laughs> nothing like that's like obviously number one, and will always be number one. There's no nothing's ever going to beat that. But well, apart from maybe Di Canio pushing over Paul Alcott, right? These are like that's the creme de la creme shit, isn't it? That's Cantona, Di Canio. Yeah. yeah, but Ron Atkinson sitting in the wrong chair. It was quite amusing, but it, at the end of the day, it was just a man sitting in the, the wrong chair. It was a chair. brief moment, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like, it's not as good. And it just happened to be captured on camera. Maybe that's happened a hundred times in football. Yeah, yeah, it feels like the sort of thing that could really, because as a manager, like, you know, you're so focused on the day, aren't they? They're, they're like, they go mad. They drive themselves mental, the obsessiveness of the managers, right? They can't think of anything else other than what's happening in the game. So making yeah. an error like that is completely understandable. Mm. It's not doing a fucking flying kung fu kick on some cunt in the crowd no, at Palace. Or just it's going, fuck it, and pushing the ref over on his ass. <laughs> <laughs> right. So as Rawson took his seat in the stand, one of his pals says to him, I suppose Roy's a bit nervous, eh, Harvey? It's just, that's Blackie Grey. They've just drawn Black, Blackie Grey with a slightly thinner face, mid and mm. bit older. And Rawson goes uh, nervous, bewildered, and utterly confused. Oh, wow! <laughs> he's, got Bob, he's got Bob Hoskins next to him in the middle. Yeah, there, look. it's good to talk. <laughs> do you want good me to talk, Harvey? Harvey, do you want me to hurt him? No, not yet, Bob. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, I could cut him across the arse if you want, <laughs> just as a warning. Wake him up a little bit. Know what I mean? <laughs> wakey, wakey, sunshine. <laughs> so 
Yeah, utterly confused. And Rosa says, it's only to be expected. Having torn up his roots and left the memories of a lifetime behind him, Walford must seem like a different world to him. It's a little bit like Messi at PSG. That's not going very well for him, is it? He's meant to be, he's meant to be um, sad because of the climate of Paris. What a... Fuck. He doesn't like serious? the weather. He doesn't like the weather. What, what, uh, Lino, what's the matter? I'm a bit sad. It's oh dear, <laughs> why? It's a bit cold. It's oh, been well. raining more than I'm used to. Why don't you get a bigger coat? I don't know where to buy it because I don't know the shops in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> My life is hard. <clears throat> Fuck it, fuck mm. me. It's not that far to Barcelona from Paris, mate. Get on the fucking train. You'll be I there in a couple of hours. I don't know where to buy a ticket. I don't know how to do it. Do I not have my own train I can use? <laughs> Can't I fly in a spaceship? <laughs> Can't you just make me go there with a the machine? If you were, like, super rich, so Andy, you probably... You know, would you, you wouldn't ever, you'd sort of, you'd, would you ever step foot in a um, cold climate ever again? Not if I could help it, no, of course not. Yeah, no. so he's probably thinking, oh, what the fuck I am I doing here? I, I, I increasingly don't mind the cold weather. Like, I've started going out walking a lot more. It's February now, so it's pretty cold. And I don't mind it, because if you wrap up and wear the right clothes, it's all right, isn't it? Do you find it bracing? Bracing is the word, of course. Hashtag bracing, yeah. Mm. I like it when my face feels numb. Um, <laughs> but anyway, let's get on with this, for fuck's sake. Anyway. Uh, yeah, Rawson's looking down over, the, over the, the match from his elevated position on high as the owner of the club over the halfway line. Uh, I says, want a seat erected high above the stand. <laughs> One of those tennis referee seats. Huge. But really high. Attach it to the roof of the highest stand and make it 20 feet higher. <laughs> gold plated. Not real, not real gold, but just gold plated. I don't want it getting nicked. <laughs> you have to understand, most of the people who attend these matches are utter scum. Animals. They belong in a zoo. <laughs> That's why I'm only elevated above them. I am the puppet master. Sometimes they I will urinate on them and there's nothing they can do. It's my club. There's some gold for you, I shout. <laughs> Drink it in, scumbags. <laughs> I will be the first football club chairman to piss on his own fans and get away with it. Weekly. Piss on his customers. <laughs> Have that, cunts. <laughs> it's raining, it's pouring The old man is snoring <laughs> And you're paying I for the privilege be, as well You fucking animals I used to be just like you Until I made something of myself You cunts <laughs> Long time ago Until I started shifting properties around <laughs> My portfolio <laughs> So Rawson says he's got to settle down and put Melchester Rovers behind him. Racy's uh, got the ball at his feet. Uh, one of the fans shouts, Racy's away! <laughs> oh, no, this next one. Oh, fuck. Oh, this Roy. is embarrassing. Roy 
passes it with the outside of his left foot to the left wing and he shouts Paco oh, oh you no! silly can that's oh, unacceptable this is tragic uh, I did a the... like, when we were in at the beginning of lockdown I was sort of um, I was podcasting too much I think we probably discussed it at the time I was doing all sorts of different podcasting podcasts all the time. too much all the podding I overpodded. I went insane and one day I was doing a podcast with my old friend and compadre, Eamon Holmes. And at the time, my company was producing Eamon Holmes' radio show. And so I was always speaking to Eamon Holmes all the time. And mm. so I had him on the mind, right? Eamon on the mind. Uh, Damon on the mind, which is a, 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 con- uh, it's a condition that you, that I've suffered from at times in my a, life. It's a, Glenn, it's a Glenn Campbell song, I think, Eamon on my mind. Eamon on my mind, yeah. And so I had Eamon on my mind because I was just, I think I'd done a podcast with him and every day I was talking to him about his radio show. And then that day I was quite excited because on the West Ham podcast, which I was doing for The Athletic at the time, we had, we were getting legends on because the football was off because of COVID. We decided mm. to get a legend on every week if we could. And I was really delighted because um, I'd managed to book uh, Alvin Martin, the yeah. West Ham legendary captain from our right, 86 season. And, you know, when I was a kid, when I first started going, he was the captain. I, I absolutely love him. I've worked with him a few times. And I yeah. really, he's a great man as well. Like, I really look up to him and love him. And on this day, this is relevant to what's happening in the strip. I came off the thing of Eamon and then it was me and Roshane who I do the West Ham podcast with interviewing Alvin Martin which is an honour and he is a man who deserves all the respect in the world from me and I kept calling him Eamon and the first time I did it I went so Eamon and he went what is a scouse I'm like Eamon like oh sorry mate I've just been talking to to (laughs) someone called Eamon on uh, on my other podcast, so I keep fucking saying Eamon. It's not Eamon Holmes, is it? Because I hate him. <laughs> yeah, that bastard. <laughs> right. No, so no, I no went, it's, uh, it's Eamon uh, Andrews I used to do. This is your life. Sam, him. don't fuck me about. Eamon Andrews has been dead for years. You know it. Now tell me, was it Eamon Holmes? <laughs> <laughs> All right, it was. I can't think of another Eamon. Oh, hang on. Eamon Dumpy. <laughs> well, I hate him too. <laughs> Even more than he wrote Wojcik's first by automobile. It wasn't as good as the second one. <laughs> I know. That's why he got Roddy Doyle in. <laughs> Stop talking about Roy Keane. <laughs> really upset. Yeah. Anyway, it was really bad, mate. Because I called him. It, it happened once, and he, we laughed it off. It happened yeah. two or three more times. Fuck. That's outrageous. It's like. I, honestly, it's one of the most embarrassing fucking things ever, because it was the it was because of the person involved. Getting anyone's name wrong is very embarrassing, but it was because it was like Alvin Martin. He's like a man I almost see like sort of like a dream Second dad father. figure. Yeah, yeah, like a father. I like look up to him so much, and he's so good and so nice, and he was so understanding about it. But by the fourth time, I wasn't even noticing I was doing it. So Rashane, my co-host, had to intervene and go. Ah, uh, you've just called him Eamon again. <laughs> so I had to stop and start again. Fucking hell. That's lockdown for you. What a fucking you. embarrassment. <clears throat> so I know a bit of how Roy feels. Yeah. I mean, you must have done it before, called someone yeah. by the wrong name. I don't know, you're quite organised in your mind on that sort of shit. I can't see you making... That's a bit of a schoolboy error for, the, for Andy Dawson. Well, I mean, the, class, the classic is when someone would call... 
a lover by the, the name of a previous yeah. lover in bed. Well, the Destiny's Child song, Say My Name, Say My Name, yeah. is basically saying, you know, you keep calling me baby, right? Yeah. Because he's thinking, I'll age with Bex here. He's learned a tactic years ago. It's like the, the surefire way to never get a girl's name wrong is yeah. to never use any name. Just use a generic term, such as baby. <laughs> but she, Beyonce, or one of the others, they were fucking on to him. You go, I know what your fucking game yeah. is, cunt. Right? So what I'm saying is, when I in future West Ham podcast episodes, if we have legends on, don't mm-hmm. call them by the name, just call them baby. Call them baby, yeah. So I could have Julian Dixon. So, baby, baby, when you were playing under Harry Redknapp, what was that like? Yeah, what, what are you calling me baby for? Sammy <laughs> Tox, isn't Sammy Tox. Sam, can I stop you there? Why do you keep calling me baby? Because I feel affectionate towards you. That's why, Julian. Well, can you stop? What? what? No, Wait, I, I, actually, I, I don't I, trust you. I think you're calling me baby. No, because actually, I think I don't mind. I, I actually do like it, but at the same time, I feel like you're doing it because you don't want to accidentally call me Eamon or some other name. <laughs> and I go, well, there is a bit of that mixed in. Say my name, say my name. You keep calling me baby. Fucking call me Julian. It's fucking Julian. <laughs> Julian or, Dix. Or Dixie. <laughs> Dixie sounds a bit like baby. You can go with that if you want. There's a compromise. All right, I'm calling you Dixie, baby. <laughs> Dixie, baby! Like I'm fucking Dean Martin. Hey, Dixie, baby, come on into my podcast. Right, anyway, he's going to pass the pack off. Uh, and one of the crowd goes, Aye, but look, he still thinks he's played for Melchester. That pass was intended for Paco Diaz. They Red can't fucking Spanish hear him. Superstar. What? They can't fucking hear him. Yeah, how loud is shouting? I don't, know how, I don't know how they can hear him, or he can hear them, or vice versa. Yeah, one of them says, uh, yeah, that was intended for Paco Diaz, Rover's Spanish superstar, in case you're not sure about what Diaz is. <laughs> Qualify that for you there. And then another the one just goes, the fellow in front turns around and goes, oh! <laughs> H-A, this is spelt, listener, H-A-W-W-W. And he turns around with oh. a silly fucking bobble hat on. It's a cap, but with a bobble. And he turns around and just goes, oh. <laughs> Like a fucking goose. And his other pal says, Racy's forgotten that we don't use wingers at Walford. We're, we're wingless here. <laughs> Look at that. That one's got a hairstyle reminiscent of Nick Berry. Yeah. It he featured heavily Park. in a recent episode of Top Light Time Machine. I can't remember why. Shoe Machine, wasn't it? Uh, Lee right. Evans. The uh, the Dean Park players soon began to exploit Roy's confused state of mind. <laughs> oh man! Look at this. There's two of them coming towards him. Uh, one says, "You may have worked the magic at Melchester, Roy, but not here." The other one goes, "You've joined a bunch of losers." Losers. Fucking hell! And Roy says, "Why are you cheeky?" And he, he plans yeah. to just fucking dri- dribble through them both, but no, one of them gets a tackle in and plays it to the other one. This is not going well. Um, fans are saying, Oh, come on, Roy. We were expecting better than this from you. Come on, Roy. Why are you, sh- why are you playing shit? <laughs> For Pete's <laughs> sake, wake up. That's more like it. That's what you hear from fans. 
Uh, and Roy's lying there on the ground and he, and he thinks, they're right, I've got to snap out of it. No one forced me to come here. I'm being paid a lot of money to build a team. And I mean a, a lot, lot of money. A lot. <laughs> yeah. Serious, like fucking eye-watering sums. I might lie here for a minute and just think about the money before I get up. <laughs> uh, the people of... I've been paid a lot of money to build a team the people of Walford can be proud of. And then he gets himself up, hauls himself up from from the ground. He thinks, and it's time I started earning it. And that's it from this one. And it says, next week... Dean's Park take the lead, then Roy takes over. Ooh. Um, marks out of ten. Marks out of ten, I found that thoroughly enjoyable. I'm going to give it a 9.5. I'm going to give it a ten. Mm. It had everything for me. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a real <clears throat> one-off. It's like, you know, it's a collector's item, this. Roy playing mm. for a different club making his debut and also the whole Harvey stuff's fascinating as well the dynamic yeah. that's going to play out between these two I feel yeah. that like when he had what's his name Sam Barlow uh, as his sort of boss at um, at Melchester, Melchester. I, I, he was like a dopey butcher who was quite malleable to, yeah. to a man like Roy who is constantly playing a game of three dimensional chess in his mind he, like, he, like Sam Barlow was like easy pickings but the thing is, the thing about Harvey is he's cut from the same cloth as Roy, isn't he? Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of fun to be had with Harvey, mm. Harvey Rawson, yeah. We'll just quickly look at Roy's message on one of the other pages that we regularly get. And this week, it's, a, it's an editorial change and a request from him. He says, hi, pals. In recent weeks, I've talked about football funnies and said that many of you have sent in jokes worth publishing. However... It looks like there's never going to be enough to carry a weekly page. <laughs> there's like a couple that are a decent, some of them are shit. <laughs> Thank you for your jokes. Sadly, most of them are awful. Uh, <laughs> there's never going to be enough to carry a weekly page, not on soccer alone. <clears throat> so, in future, would you please send in entries on any subject? <laughs> uh, this sounds like the sort of thing we'd say. Football, <laughs> golf. Cars, fucking uh, wanking, yeah. uh, out of space, the, the third like. world, the third world, fucking first world, drug, drug <laughs> legalisation. That's a subject that's interesting. The pop charts. Uh, uh, what's going on over in the fucking Middle East? That's a fucking bomb fight <laughs> at the best of times. Scones, cream or jam first? What's your position on that? <laughs> He says, my companion paper, Tiger, prints them every week on anything that's acceptable. As I've said in the past, pals, try to be original. Send your entries to just funnies no, at the usual no address. No dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> no time wasters or dick pics. <laughs> I will, of course, be looking through them all. <laughs> I won't. Fuck <laughs> <Bought> that. <clears throat> Uh, remember the more jokes we use the more pocket money they'll be paid out by Roy of the Rovers I look forward to seeing a mountain of funnies coming in but no dick pics <laughs> there you are big change big change in the comic uh, there we are that's it we'll be back next week and find out what happens in Roy's debut for Walford Rovers thank you very much for listening goodbye goodbye <laughs>